with the game just a few days away, it's time to open up the books and look at the NIU Huskies. And there's a particular player and position that I think we need to watch as Boston College folks. We're going to talk about what that is and everything going on at camp as Boston College gets ready to battle the Huskies. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome Locked On Boston College here. This is your host, AJ Black, editor and publisher of Eagle Insider. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. All right. So on yesterday's episode, we got into BC and Mitch talked a little bit about NIU. And his thoughts on it. And I wanted to dive a little bit more into the Huskies. And specifically one, eh, two players, I think, that are really key players to watch for in this game. Now, many of you probably don't know much about NIU. You probably only remember, you know, uh, Jordan Lynch and uh, the days of Dave Dorian or even some of the, you know, more more recent teams. You, you, you haven't seen them in a while. Now, on Monday's uh, press conference discussion, Jeff Halfley brought up their quarterback, Rocky Lombardi, who is a quarterback transfer from Michigan State who played for um, NIU just two years ago, but got hurt last year and missed most of the season. Uh, he played four games and only had 656 yards. But what really I think the piece that I was like, oh, maybe there is more to this is that in 2021, as a junior, after he transferred in from Michigan State, he threw for 2,600 yards with 15 touchdowns and eight interceptions. That was good enough for a um, pro football-focused passing rating of a 64. So not that bad there, but he also can run the ball. So he's he's more of a dual-threat quarterback. I think he has um, – I was going to pull up his rushing yards. He, in 2021 – ran at 94 times for 472 yards and nine touchdowns. So he brings a lot. And I think Halfley talked about uh, on, on his press conference that he, he referred to him as a power five quarterback. He's a guy that beat Georgia tech. He kept bringing that up, uh, played Michigan pretty well in 2021, a game. And I wanted to bring up what he was. Yeah. He kept bringing up that he played Michigan and which I thought was interesting, but he, yeah, he played Michigan, but Michigan beat him 63 to 10. So I don't, I don't think that was a good um, uh, barometer, but he did. I mean, he went nine and five that year. There's nothing to, there's nothing to poo poo there. Right. So he is a legitimate threat, but what also makes him more legitimate is when you go back to 2021, is his wide receiver that he brings with him. His name is Trayvon Rudolph, who is going to be a sophomore after missing all, all of last year uh, with an injury. He had 50 in, as a freshman. He had 51 yard, 51 yeah, 51 yards, 51 receptions for 892 yards and uh, seven touchdowns. So you see here that there's there is a passing attack that's ready to to have a big season here for NIU. And I think the piece that 
that is worrisome is it's a mobile quarterback. Anytime the a mobile quarterback plays any Boston College team, no matter what, um, no matter what coach it is and and w- w- what system they have in place, it seems to be a nightmare. That's worrisome, and that they have five returning offensive linemen is a little bit concerning as well. So wh- how do you stop this? You have to have good play from your linebackers, and that is a bit of a concern when you don't have Bryce Steele out there and you're playing. As uh, Halfley said, it's going to be mostly De Palma, who I think will be good. I think this is a perfect game for De Palma to have a good game. And Cam Arnold. And we're going to see what Cam Arnold does. I mean, Cam Arnold didn't have a great year last year, but this is his final year. And then that third linebacker position, a little nugget that came out of Halfley, is, you know, with Bryce Steele out, it's going to either be Owen McGowan, uh, who is from BC High, I believe. Uh, not BC High. He's um, one of the Massachusetts schools. Someone in the comment section will probably tell me who it is. And Owen McGowan and Jalen Blackwell. So you get two other younger guys. That's a bit of a concern when you're playing a team that can move the ball. So that's why when I look at and I use statistics from last year, you almost want to throw it out the window. Because you didn't have a completely healthy Lombardi. You didn't have uh, Trayvon Rudolph. So you did. it it was a completely different team. And I think you might get a bit of a more push uh, from this team than you did last year, uh, than, than, than uh, you would have last year. Right. Because they were a three and nine in 2022, just like Boston college, but they they just like, you know, just like BC's getting a mahogany back, they're getting a, a couple big names back for themselves too. So it should be a very different team. Um, I, I, I wanted to bring up some characters and players that I thought would be uh, good names to watch for, right? Because I, I, my favorite thing, if you have not listened to uh, a Jeff Halfley press conference during the season, and it's not his fault. This is what every coach does. Um, he always gets asked about the other team and then gives an answer that is basically unusable for any sort of reporting. Uh, he talked about Rocky Lombardi and he called him a power five level quarterback. Some people may agree. Some may not. Uh, and then he talked about Galloway and then he proceeds to list every single player that probably will start. And just by number. So he's like, and at running back, there's number eight. He's good. Number 20, uh, 80, the, the tight end. He's a, he's a big size tight end. And then they got five, you know, offensive linemen, number 70, 67. <laughs> I love listening to these because, like as a reporter who writes about this, like what would I ever do with any of this? It's just like him just listing every player that plays and telling you why he doesn't want to give them any uh, uh, bulletin board material. <laughs> uh, so he did talk quite a bit though about Lombardi uh, and, and said, you know, you gotta, they're going to have to play him well. And so what, what players I said were the linebackers, and then you're going to need a good cornerback to play well against Galloway. Right. Uh, Rudolph, excuse me. Is that going to be Elijah Jones? Probably. Elijah Jones is going to probably draw the the number one wide receiver every single game for a lot of the snaps, and you know they'll they'll move guys around. But he's gonna he's gonna draw that. He's got size on him. Um, Rudolph is five ten. Uh, Jones, I think it's six one six two. That's good. Uh, but he's going to be a challenge. So will be BC's defense be enough? We'll have to talk about that. And then in our second segment. I'm going to tell you why the gamblers and betting lines are starting to shrink a little bit. And uh, is this a, is this a cause for concern? Because, you know, 
Vegas, sometimes they know more than we do. Now, this episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash college and get on your way to being your best self. All right? So, sometimes we're having life big life choices. Maybe you're in the midst of, of changing jobs. You're deciding to go online, look at some new jobs. You're deciding... You know, what What are your priorities? Do you want higher pay? Are you looking for um, upward mobility? But you don't know who, you, you're stuck. You just can't figure it out. That is why having a therapist that helps you stay connected to will help you navigate your life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. So if you've benefited from therapy, you know why it's important. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnCollege. This is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. Now, if you are enjoying this, 50% off right now on Eagle Insider. Become an Eagle Insider VIP. We are giving you in-depth game analysis you ain't going to find anywhere else, along with recruiting scoops, all the goodies, for the price of a coffee a month. Become a member today. Now, I was talking with Mitch the, uh, yesterday after the show, and he was like, yeah, AJ, I went on to some... Uh, different sites. And I saw that the, the line for Boston college is down to eight and a half. I thought that was crazy. Remember it was mid July that the line for BC and NIU was 10 and a half. It's do- dropped two points. So this made me ask something. I'm, I'm always someone who listens and tries to figure out what the gamblers know. And I'm wondering if they there's two things, one of two things going on here. They see something that Boston College does not have that could make this a closer game than many folks are expecting. Or they just think BC's a bad football team, which is what a lot of people who are making picks this season are doing. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with how they were last year, which is interesting because I don't. Gamblers are and people who set the betting lines are usually pretty good about that kind of stuff. Like they know, like if if a team like BC was bad because they had no offensive line, and they fixed it. That there's something that they can that that you know the the numbers should change a little bit, right? They're not going to go in and just base a team based off of what they were last year. So my question is, what am I? What are we missing here? What is it about this game? that's having this line get smaller and smaller. Is it someone like Rocky Lombardi? Is it that BC has been so inconsistent over the last couple of years? Is it the opening day jitters? You know, teams come out in these first games and yeah, they're coming out. They, they come out a little hot, but they also come out a little sloppy or rusty. And that's just how it comes out after, after the summer, which is crazy because they've just been practicing and practicing and practicing. But like, I think back to last year, right? And I don't, I know no one wants to think about last year, right? First game, what happens? The first drive, I believe it was like the second or third play. 
Drew Kendall botches a snap to Drew, Phil Dracovic, and it, I think it was a turnover right near the end zone. So right away, you you starting to see rusty rusty play by by the Eagles. Will that be the same way this year? Is Vegas banking on better odds that BC is either going to be sloppy or they're going to not play at the level that they could or that they just don't think they're that good? And that's why that number is shrinking. The other possibility, you know, and I think it has to be, you know, more likely that you're following the money. The betting odds start at one thing. That's what the, the lines start at. And maybe sometimes the betters will will change things when they see things happening, like a big player going down. But a lot of time, it's just fans pushing money towards it. And I have to also wonder if BC and NIU is not really the most attractive betting game, and people bet on anything, but maybe they're thinking like, okay, you know, in July, no one bet on this game because no one at that point knew what the heck BC was going to be. And now that flood that you see on Twitter of just people who don't know the difference between hopefully what the difference was between 22 and 23 BC, they're like, oh yeah, BC stinks. So I'm just going to bet on NIU and all that flood of money of people who don't follow Boston college is pushing that line to a a crazy number. That could be more likely. I I feel like the betters for the most part are just going to see BC and say, Oh, BC has been bad. Let's bet against BC. That seems easy money. And that's why it's kind of screwing around with the betting line. Now, I don't know. Are you, are you at eight and a half? It's doesn't that seem like easy money. I mean, not, nothing would be as I've said on this, you know, as you actually, you say it to me all the time that there's no such thing as easy money with Boston college. (laughs) And I need to learn that. I should never say that there's easy money with when you're putting money or wagers on BC. But I think that that is a, a game plan that I need to start taking up when I start talking about things like this because uh, I, I've been burned more than enough. Now, if you're getting ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to prop, player props and more. I, I've been on a tear on FanDuel with um, betting home runs. Uh, you know, if a player will hit a home run, I've been like hitting with Mookie Betts and Sh- uh, Otani a bunch. Um, and those ones are great. And I can with college football right around the corner, there's going to be some great prop bets up there too. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer. You won't miss fanduel, the official partner of the NFL. All right. Locked on BC, AJ black here. And um, so Monday came and went, and I know a lot of folks are, I, I had every intention for this episode to be a whole discussion on the depth chart. But we're now at the end of the day and there is no depth chart and I don't know when it's coming. Um, and, you know, I, I've heard buzz Halfley said on on Monday that it would come out this afternoon, but maybe he wanted to wait. Maybe he's doing what Nick Saban and a couple other coaches are doing and just not releasing a depth chart. Who knows? But he did have some interesting comments uh, that I wanted to address uh, as we head into the NIU week. First of all, 
he finally, well, no one's asked him, but he officially named Emmett Moorhead the starting quarterback. I mean, this this seemed like a a foregone conclusion at this point. I, some people have been asking me. I saw someone in our comment section say, nah, man, Thomas Castellanos is going to start game one. I'm like, no, he's not. Moorhead's going to. And he did. Now, Halfley said he had a great practice. He's been having great practices and he's going to be the guy. That's not a big surprise. And the other big news item that I really wanted to talk about was the coaching staff. Because remember, Boston College is going into this season with four coordinators, which is nuts. I I still I still worry about too many chefs in the kitchen until I actually see it. He as a head coach is able to spin it. So it to say like, Oh, it's great to have all these different perspectives, but he did kind of lay out how the coaching staff is going to be placed on Monday, on Sunday, uh, Saturday, excuse me. So on the field, uh, coaching from the field will be Rob Chudzinski and Azar Abdul-Rahim. Those are the two uh, coordinators that will coach from the sideline up in the box will be three coaches. You're going to get Steve Shimko. You're going to get Sean Duggan, both the coordinators, and Matt Thurin. Now, Matt Thurin is interesting because BC's never, as according to Halfley, he's never had his special teams coordinator up in the box. But he said he's going to use Thurin to, to watch to see for things on special teams and to do some work on the defense because Thurin has a background there. So I thought that was interesting. Um, that you, you're basically splitting things up. So you're going to have guys, you know, you get your eyes in the sky. You've got Shimko and Duggan watching from a bigger perspective to see what's going on, you know, getting that information down to Chud and uh, Azabdul Rahim, and they're going to get the calls from there. Now, what that means in terms of who's calling the game and who's going to be that guy, Halfley wouldn't say. He's been very dodgy about that, and... Honestly, I mean, maybe after the game, he'll talk about it, but it seems like something you're never going to get out of him. So uh, that was something that uh, he brought up that I, I I was interested to hear what he had to think to say about it. I would love to get more information from this, but it's something he keeps pretty guarded. So I got to kind of live with it and understand that, hey, half is not going to go down that road. Uh, in terms of other news from practice, you know, he mentioned Moorhead. He also brought up his captains. You know who the captains are for this year. He The players voted, and they picked four. They picked Patrick Garwo, running back, Christian Mahogany, offensive lineman. They picked Vinny De Palma, and I am Donovan Azaraku. So you have your four captains. Uh, great uh, range of players on both sides of the ball. And you got a you know a younger player like Azaraku mixed with you know Mahogany and De Palma who've both been there for a while. That's cool. Um, and I thought it was really cool that Mahogany, a guy who hasn't been with the team all that long, you know, like he missed all last year. And we had heard during last year when he was out that he was still playing the role as a leader, that he is viewed as a leader by his teammates. Um, you know, he's gonna be a great player. But it's also have a great player that is re- well respected in your locker room because the last thing you want is a prima donna that everyone hates and doesn't respect, right? So it's good to see Mahogany get that 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 love uh, from his teammates. He's going to be a, a great leader out there as well. Now we're going to wrap things up today. We'll be back again tomorrow, hopefully with the depth chart. Well, <laughs> the depth chart will be out 
I assume. Um, and we were supposed to also get a vote um, on the ACC adding SMU, Stanford, and Cal. But unfortunately, there was that awful incident in, at Chapel Hill uh, with a shooting on campus. And my thoughts and prayers go out to that to the to UNC folks. Um, and they decided to delay the vote. So we'll find that out hopefully soon. And uh, we're going to wrap things up there. There hasn't been else much else in news. I saw volleyball. I don't want to bring up volleyball. Volleyball I never talk about because it's it's a great sport. I don't play it, but it's cool to watch. Um, and, the, and the girls that play on that team are really, really good. They just won their, I think it was the Boston College Invitational. They beat Michigan and Sacred Heart to win it. That was pretty cool. Uh, I saw women's soccer. They got their first win of the season. Uh, they had dropped a few, and then they won this weekend as well. So cheers to them. And uh, that'll basically wrap it up. I don't think there were any of the sporting events I saw. But make sure to follow me on Insta- uh, Instagram, Twitter, X, Threads, whatever. Just find me. Look for AJ Black. I'm usually there. Uh, follow us on Facebook and hit that subscribe button here. If you haven't done subscribe subscribed on YouTube, do that on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Dude, folks, we have grown. Our YouTube channel has grown over 100% since last year. Our show itself has grown exponentially. And this is just for a little old Boston College podcast. So thank you all who have made listening to Boston College Lockdown BC part of your daily routine. We're hitting it. We're almost at three years of this podcast. I've almost done 700 episodes of Lockdown BC. And I do it because you guys all listen to me babble. I'm kidding. You like to hear what I think, what I say. And I think we got a kick, kick butt community here. So thank you all so much. We'll be back again tomorrow with some more news and getting ready for that opening kickoff. Take care, everyone. We'll see you all again soon. You are.